Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Thank you. Je- Jesus saying there in John 8:31, our foundation passage, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word. That is, if you stay connected to my word, you are truly my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will what? Make you free. And out of the context, we found out that he was talking about internal freedom. In fact, in chapter 8 and verse 44, we find out that Jesus said, the devil is a liar, and the father of lies and when he speaks he speaks lies because that is his character he can't get away from what he truly is and so when he speaks he speaks lies so in our messages in Emmanuel Morris's message message in uh, Trey and Melody's messages there's all been one theme and that is the source of all of our bondage the areas in our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, those areas where there's not true freedom, it's always linked to a lie. We went all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, and we saw that the challenge to Adam and Eve was, has God said you shall not eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? You will not surely die. God knows that if you do that, you will be like him. So the original lie was, you can't trust your heavenly father. He wants to withhold something from you that would be good. He don't want you to be like him. And the lie was, you can have dominion without submission. As long as you obeyed and walked in faith, I'll give you all the dominion over everything I've given you. But if you choose to be sovereign yourself, that is, if you choose to disobey what I've clearly told you is going to link you to death, then my life will be unplugged from you, and you will die. It took over 800 years for Adam and Eve to physically die, but spiritually the life of God was withdrawn from, the, from their inner man. So now you have to be born again, see, to see the kingdom of God. When by faith, the light comes back on. You get plugged back in when you receive the gift of God's eternal life and the Holy Spirit comes to live in your human spirit and you're born again. But even though we're born again, there is another part of our spiritual house. Your spirit and your soul are inseparable, but they are distinguishable. They have different functions, but you can't separate them. Your soul, suke in the Greek in the Bible, is mind, will, and emotions. Your spirit is your heart. That is the headquarters. That is the living room where the Holy Spirit of God came to live on the inside of you when you were born again. But every one of us in our mind, in our emotions, in our volition, in our will, we have rooms in that house. It's called our soul. There's closets, there's basements, there's 
bedrooms and bathrooms and all kind of rooms in our spiritual house that makes up who we are internally. And inside those houses, inside those rooms, sometimes there's something that tries to keep the door closed to the master of the house. Sometimes in those closets, in those rooms, there is something resisting the master of the house having full sway and control over the house. The lordship of Jesus is the way, another way you could call it. The Bible calls a, a, a room, a closet, a, 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 an area where our thoughts resist the presence of God. The Bible calls that a stronghold. It's a place where although by divine right, the master of the house has every right to that room, there is resistance to him being invited in to take his rightful place. And that is called a stronghold. And what, that, what is in that room are lies. They are things that we believe that are not true. When the light of the truth exposes what's behind those doors, then we begin to open those doors, and when we begin to abide in the truth, then we are what? Free. But to the extent that we resist the master of the house having full access to those Little rooms made out of thoughts, lies that we believe, many times don't even know it. To that extent, there's bondage, oppression. So what we've been talking about is that the whole thing, all of our brokenness was linked to an original lie, and we were physically born with the nature and likeness of Adam and Eve, which is spiritually dead, physically alive, soulishly active, but spiritually dead. What do you mean soulishly active? We had a mind. We had a will. We had emotions. They operated, but without the control of the Spirit of God. We were designed to walk in full submission and in perfect fellowship and therefore dominion over all the realm that he's given us as we walked in submission to him as Lord of that house, that spiritual house that we are. So here's a question. If believing lies are the problem, wouldn't it make sense for you to go on a journey that I'm on? I ask the Lord daily, expose to me those lies that I believe and am not even aware of it. So that the light of the truth of the word might come on those lies. And remember, if I abide in the truth, I will truly be his disciple, his disciplined one, and the truth will what? So to the extent I'm not abiding in the truth, to that extent I'm walking in bondage. So here's a question I'd like for all of you to ask with me. What lies do I believe? What lies do I believe? What lies do I believe about God? If I were to say God loves you, I'll bet because of your training, you would give mental assent to that. You would say, yes, that's true. Thank you, Lord. But you know, some of you believe that God loves you, but you don't think he likes you. 
You think he only likes you if you're reading the Bible or praying or coming to church or involved in something that in your mind there is the lie that says this is spiritual and everything else. He doesn't like that very much. You can't enjoy watching a ball game or going on a walk or having a cup of coffee or listening to a friend. You can't enjoy any of that stuff because you don't really believe that your Father likes you. And you're judging that based on a collection of lies that have somehow got rooms in your mind that you didn't even know about. Let me show you something. The fifth book of the Bible is called Deuteronomy. Would you go there to chapter 7, please? Deuteronomy chapter 7. This is talking to God's covenant people. How many of you know we are a part of a new covenant now? In the blood of Jesus, stronger promises than the old promise. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. For you, my people, you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Everybody say it with me. According to the word of God, I am a special treasure to the Lord my God. How could he not like you? You didn't know almost 69-year-old man could do that, did you? I can't unless the Spirit's on me. <laughs> I would have to be calling paramedics. But uh, I'm telling you what now. He likes you and he loves you. Hallelujah. Supernatural energy. Hallelujah. If you could have seen me this morning, you would have known what a miracle that is. Everybody say it, Lord God, by the Holy Spirit, give me greater revelation that you not only love me, you like me, you enjoy me, I'm a special treasure to you, give me revelation of it. If you didn't hear anything else, you ought to go out rejoicing today. What lies do I believe? Here's another one. I want you to answer this question for me. If only I had, fill in the blank, if only I had, fill in that blank, I would be okay. If only I had, what would your blank be? More money. A husband that understood. A wife that honored and understood me. Children that would behave. A business that didn't have so many problems. A healthy body. Peace in my family unit. Fill in the blank. Fill it in there. If only I had a daughter, a son. If only I had... Fill it in. I'd be okay. Do you know, if there's anything in that blank besides greater intimacy with the Lord, you're believing a lie. 
Because even if you had more money, a healthy body, everybody would act right in the way you wanted them to. If only you had a better marriage. If only you had kids who would act. If only you had anything besides greater intimacy with the Lord, you would be, can I tell you something? That blank would change tomorrow. You're never going to be long-term okay if that blank is greater intimacy with is not greater intimacy with the Lord. Greater intimacy would what is it about greater what what would you need and have to have? What could greater intimacy with the Lord not provide for you? What could it not? What could greater intimacy with the Lord not get you through if you had to go through it? What need could you have that greater intimacy with the Lord couldn't somehow meet? Well, my needs are tangible. Um, Let me tell you something. You've got a tangible God who is up to something mighty. And I want to tell you something. The longer the wait the greater the revelation and resource coming for you. And that's not just happy talk now. I've seen it in the Word, and I've walked it out by the grace of God. If, what would be the answer to, if only I had, I'd be okay? How do I break free from these strongholds in my inner man? That is, my thoughts, my emotions. Well, your self-talk is the key. It's the link. It's the key to all of it. I heard a, I heard success. I hear successful coaches all the time because I I listen to I just love athletics and competition and I listen to coaches and have kind of been there myself. I listen to that a lot and over and over those who are most successful say the key is your self-talk. What do you tell yourself? It's not what other people are telling you. It's what you tell yourself. Here's my question to you. Are you telling yourself the truth? So here's what I encourage you to do. Make a covenant with God today. An irrevocable agreement. A covenant with God today. Whereby you say to God, I declare today that your word will be the final authority in my life. Over my mind, my emotions, my will. Overall, your word will be final authority. I, will, I refuse to believe my circumstances today have greater authority than your word. Your word is eternal, and my circumstances are subject to change. I declare, write it down. My, your word is final authority. And if your word says something different than what I think or feel or say or see, I will go with your word. So having made the Lord's word your final authority, ask yourself about your own self-talk, about what's going on in your inner world. Remember, that's where the closets are that resist the master of the house having full sway and freedom. Ask yourself, is it true? Is it true about God? Do you believe that He loves you with all 
your heart, do you believe it? Is it true about you? Is it true? Why is that so important? You've heard the scriptures, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. You've heard people teach on it for years. Learn to take every thought captive. Well, the first step is just asking a question. You don't have to go to a conference or memorize 50 verses. The first step to taking every thought captive is a very simple question. When you have a thought and you recognize that it is registering on your mind, simply ask Ask with authority in your inner man, is that true? Is that true? Is that, you'd be surprised how much authority there is in that question. It provides a spiritual arrest. It stops that locomotive of your self-talk that you're imagining. And when you say, is it true? Then you ask yourself next, does it line up with the Word of God? Because remember what Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth, Father, thy Word is truth. So if His Word is the final litmus test of what is true, ask yourself this question, is that true? You have no idea what a powerful question that is. Is it true? In other words, that is making a spiritual arrest over a thought that is out of line with the truth. And begin to tell yourself the truth. And you know, here's one of the biggest lies there is. Are you ready? You and I learned this from the time we could hear go to Sunday school. You got to always love others more than you love yourself. Well, that sounds true, doesn't it? I said, that sounds true, doesn't it? You've got to love others more than you love yourself. Doesn't that sound true? But it's a lie. And let's see it here in Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 22, please. Matthew 22. Verse 38 and 39. Let's begin with 37. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as in the same way to the same measure as you love yourself. Two things you need to understand. You cannot love somebody else to the measure the Lord wants you to if you don't love yourself the way He loves you. Some of you have believed that you ought to invest everything you've got to everybody else and you don't have anything left. Do you know that if you believe and you act like that you got to fix everybody else and that you give up anything and everything that you are supposed to have need of? Let me just tell you like this. 
If your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will become your downfall. Yep. You've heard it. If your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will become your downfall. You cannot love yourself, nor can you fulfill the command to love others the way Jesus wants you to if you don't have revelation of how much He loves you. The way to really start loving people is to get revelation of how He loves you because you can't give what you hadn't received. You can't write a check out of a bankrupt account. So go on a journey with me. Ask the Lord to give you greater revelation Revelation is that impartation. It's not just information. It's the imparting of that which is true. Of how he loves you. Is it true? Does he withhold his love from me based on my performance? No, I may feel that way. I may feel that that I'm not as close as when I was performing up to what I thought was my standards. But Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us that it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It had nothing to do with anything we could do. And how many of you know that not only were you saved through grace, God doesn't love you based on your performance after you're saved. That would be conditional. And God loves you with an unconditional love. It's about grace. And grace doesn't give you a license to do whatever you please. Grace gives you the strength and the power to do what He is directing you to do. Is it true that He's angry with me? No. 1 John 2 2 says that He, Jesus Himself, is the propitiation for our sin. You know what propitiation is? It's a fancy word for it is the satisfaction of wrath. God's not angry at you, He's angry at sin. Are you with me? Jesus took all of God's wrath towards sin with Him at the cross for your sake. Some of you still believe that your sin is something that God just can't get over. No, the truth is you can't get over it. God has caused Jesus to be the propitiation, the satisfaction of His wrath. Somebody should have said, thank you, Lord. Is it true that I'm a failure, inferior? No. Romans 8.37 makes it clear that we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Romans 8.17 says that in Him we are children and heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now I want you to go to that second page that I gave you called The Truth Is. I wrote these out for you. The truth is... Your heavenly Father knows you intimately. Psalm 139.1, He has searched you and known you. He knows all your thoughts. He knows your words. He knows every time you stand up or sit down. He knows everything there is to know about you. And guess what? He saw all the choices you were ever going to make, and He chose you. Hallelujah. 
Can I ask you something? If you had seen before you married or before you had those children, if you had seen every choice they were ever going to make, wouldn't it take some grace to marry them or have them anyway? Huh? God saw all the pain you and I were ever going to cause Him. He saw every choice we were ever going to make. And He chose you anyway in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. My Father knows me. He loves me. Romans 8.37 More than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Write this one down by that. Romans 5.5 The love of God has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. He not only loves you, He likes you. We've already seen that. Deuteronomy 7.6 He's chosen you as His special treasure. Yes, Ephesians 1.4 He chose you before the foundation of the world. He forgives you. Psalm 103.3 says, you forgive all my iniquities. Hallelujah. Y'all know what iniquities are? Sins are those outward acts of disobedience. Iniquities are those deep-rooted causes of our outward acts of disobedience. Do you know that the Word of God says that He has forgiven all your iniquities? Not just the stuff, but the reason for the stuff. Hallelujah. He forgives and blesses. Psalm, uh, Ephesians 1, 3 says, He's blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Psalm 91 tells me that He protects me, that the, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It may look like it and feel like it, but I want to tell you the hot breath of the destroyer cannot touch what belongs to the Lord. He guides me. Jesus has given you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He teaches you all things. Psalm 103.3, bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. He provides for me. Philippians 4.19, He meets all my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Yes, in Christ I'm loved and accepted. I'm forgiven completely. He has expunged my sins from the record. Hebrews 10.17, I'm holy and righteous in His eyes. Ephesians 1.3, in Christ I'm holy and righteous and blameless. I'm His heir and His joint heir, more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. I am blessed and highly favored. Blessed and high. God give us revelation. In Christ resides every spiritual blessing. So why did I give this to you? Because you've got to learn to tell yourself the truth. You just take these scriptures right here and it's a good place to start. Learn to tell yourself the truth. Jesus said, Father, your word is truth. The truth has the power to break the root of lies. So I make God the final authority in my thoughts. I tell myself I ask myself, is it true? 
And then I tell myself the truth. Are you seeing something here? There's something that's really essential here, and that is you've got to know the truth to say the truth. You've got to spend some time in that word, hadn't you? I mean, it's not just going to pop in your head. God, give me the truth. He's given you a record of it, and he's given you a witness of it by the indwelling Holy Spirit. So you've got two sources. You've got the Bible, the word of God, and you've got the spirit of truth bearing witness on the inside of you. Help me see the truth. And when you see what he says, you say what he says. You don't have to feel like it. It doesn't have to seem like it. It doesn't even have to look like it. You just say what he says and you don't move off of it. Give him the final authority over everything about your world. And stick with it. Because I want to tell you something about champions, and all of you are champions in the making. And all of us are in the making, none of us are complete. You know that, don't you? Sometimes we get so focused on our faith challenges, we think, oh, you know, if I just had enough faith, this would reverse, this would change. Faith comes by hearing what? Sometimes you get in such a dark place that you're not hearing much of the Word of God. You just have to trust the faithful track record of your Father. So don't be discouraged if you don't feel like that things are so overwhelming you don't really hear the Lord speaking to you. Sometimes what the Lord's trying to do way down deep in your inner man is to develop a trust relationship with you because I've ne- I never fail to see this. Those who go lo- through long periods, those who are pursuing the Lord, are you listening? Those who are pursuing the Lord, those who are desiring greater intimacy with the Lord and not just relief, they want greater intimacy with the Lord. Those who are walking out pursuing greater intimacy with the Lord. The greater the season, the more intense the season of pain and confusion and oppression and attack. Always the greater the level of resource and blessing and relief and opportunity and fruit. There is another side to this. There is another side to this. And it has to do with how much do you trust Him. How much do you trust him? Oh, I believe his word is true, but how much do you trust him? Do you believe that he's at work in you right now and on the outside of you to will and to do of his good pleasure because you're a treasure to him? Do you believe there's some things more important than tangible things that he's at work to do? But he hadn't forgotten the tangible needs. He hadn't forgotten the tangible needs. Trust Him. What did we sing over and over again? What did the praise team lead us in today? Tis so sweet to what? To trust in Jesus. And sometimes, although faith comes by hearing, trust sometimes comes by not hearing. It's trusting that track record of faithfulness. I'd like for you to stand on your feet with me, please.
Everybody say this with me. Mighty God, I praise you that you know me. You have searched me, and you know all about me. And yet you love me unconditionally, incredibly. You even like me. I'm a treasure to you. You chose me. You forgave me. You bless me. You protect me. You guide me. You teach me. You heal me. You provide for me. I'm loved. I'm accepted. I'm forgiven. I'm holy and righteous in your eyes. Your child, your heir, more than a conqueror, blessed and supernaturally favored. Thank you, O God. Give me a revelation of the knowledge of the truth. I hereby declare today that you and your word are final authority over what's true in my inner world. I will ask the question, is it true? And I will accept nothing less than what your word says. I will declare that what you say is the truth. Give me greater revelation about you and about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't wait to see you next Sunday. We're going to go on to the next step in this series. God bless you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.